Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Wahoo! Welcome to the podcast. It's The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. I'm Chris Graham, and I've got the great pleasure of introducing Jerry Ratcliffe. And uh, Jerry, hope things are going well for you today. Things going fine, Chris. Hope same for you. Um, it's been busy and only going to get busier, right? <laughs> I know we're t- three weeks away, just about from uh, the uh, opening kickoff of the 2022 season. And um, uh, before we get too much into talking football, we also got some basketball to talk here on the, on the podcast as well today. Uh, throw some shout outs to our sponsors, Jerry, if you would. Absolutely. We couldn't bring you this without them. And, and obviously our website, uh, some of these guys sponsor both the podcast and the website. So really appreciate them. Uh, we'll start off with the Good Feet store in uh, Stonefield, right across the street from the entrance to the movie theater beside uh, Burger Bach. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. I've heard it pronounced two or three different ways. But uh, such great people, uh, Jonathan Cotton, uh, who liked the store so much he bought it, like the like the old uh, national commercials for uh, I think what was it, Remington Razor? And, there you uh, go, yeah, yeah, something else. Uh, he's uh, he grew up in Crozet. Uh, he's a local guy, uh, great family. I got to meet. Uh, him and his son and his son's wife and uh, some other people from the company last week uh, went over and personally got fitted myself. Chris, I, I I ran all my life up until a couple of years ago. I didn't realize that your foot has four arches in it and uh, you need support in all those. So uh, I got fitted, got uh, my feet feel awesome. Um, I, I was having a few issues, and my feet feel great. Uh, so go by and see them uh, if you're having any difficulty or any pain or discomfort. They're not a shoe store. You can get shoes there, but that's not what they're there for. They're there to uh, support uh, foot health. Uh, so you can go by and uh, and visit them, the great staff, and uh, they'll fix you up. And uh, also UVA Orthopedics, if you have even worse foot foot problems, I guess, or knee problems or elbow or shoulder, uh, hip, uh, UVA Orthopedics is a great sponsor, as is the Aberdeen Barn. Go by and see Angela and get a great steak. Um, Great atmosphere, lots of wahoos in there. And uh, who am I forgetting here? Ragged Mountain Running Shop, also uh, great for your feet. Put you in the right pair of shoes. So thank you to all these great sponsors of the podcast. And again, some of them sponsor the website as well. We couldn't do this without them. Thank, thank you guys very much. If you're in any of their businesses, please thank them for supporting us. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, let's talk some football. And speaking of support, uh, um Mike Collins and that running game, they need the support of an offensive line. We'll talk about the uh, the running game and the offensive line maybe together. Mike Collins, a lot of folks think, I mean, I don't know, Jerry, like people sitting next to me in the press box during football season have been thinking for years, why doesn't Mike Collins get more of a look in the backfield? And, and you know, coming into the season perhaps was the presumptive guy to be the number one running back. But I know from talking uh, you know, after the practice uh, not uh, not too long ago, Tony Elliott, former running back coach himself at Clemson, 
former offensive coordinator there as well, now the head coach at UVA. Um, he talked about how Holland still has some work to do and how he's also – how Elliott's also impressed with uh, Paris Jones. Talked about Cody Brown. And and uh, so the, the the running back situation, I mean, it's a good thing to have, I guess. There's a, there's a good problem to have there. you got you got a few candidates to – to be the number one guy, Ronnie Walker probably won't be available till you know sometime into the season if he's available this year. But you know you've got a few guys who are aiming to be that number one guy. Um, but Hollins, uh, the guy we thought was the favorite, uh, definitely still has some work to do. Yeah, we asked Tony about him specifically and some of the other <clears throat> other running backs after practice the other night, and it appears that uh, Ronnie Walker Jr. Uh, may be. Coming back in early September, we're not sure. Uh, we don't know exactly what his status is. He had a leg injury in the spring and uh, was the leading candidate at that point. So I guess we'll see on him. But in the meantime, they've got to come up with somebody that can they can consistently rely on come September 3rd against Richmond. And then the following week, I guess, at Illinois, um, Mike Hollins, uh, like you said, was uh, a lot of people figured. Well, this is his. This is his time. He's waited patiently and was behind Wayne Talapapa for a couple of years, who's now gone and to the University of Washington for his final year. Um, I never thought they. Yeah, you know, Talapapa impressed me as a guy who was pretty good down near the goal line, but. Uh, I, I never thought that the running game was going to move forward with him as the starter. Not a very big guy. Right. And uh, Hollins has got enough size, uh, enough speed, I think, to be a, a good back. But uh, Tony said the other day that uh, he he's, needs to be more detail-oriented. Um, not sure the specifics of that. And uh, he just wants to get more out of him. I think he's pushing him hard because he sees the potential there. And Holland seems to be very determined to show people that he can be that guy. Uh, but he has to convince Tony and, and the rest of the offensive staff that, that he's capable of doing it. Uh, in the meantime, uh, senior Paris Jones uh, – has paid attention to and done a lot of the little things, the little detailed things that coaches like. And Tony told him in front of the whole team the other night that, hey, I don't care if you're a walk-on. If you're doing the best job of anybody out here, then go get the job. The job's yours if you want it. So it's a wide-open race right now. And – uh transfer of Cody Brown from Miami is an interesting story, I think. Um, came from a program in high school program in Atlanta that's uh, produced a lot of really good college running backs, and I think a couple of pros. Uh, he was highly recruited, went to Tennessee. Uh, they made a coaching change he didn't like, and he transferred to Miami before I think the uh, he even got there. Um, and Miami comes around after his first season and makes a coaching change. And so he's out of there and comes to Virginia, which had also made a coaching change. So uh, we'll see about him. He, uh, 
he has the, the body, he has the size, he has the speed. Uh, Tony Elliott said the other day he runs downhill in one cut runner with violence, and that's usually what coaches really like to see out of a running back. He's just kind of lost in the weeds right now, I guess, because uh, I don't know if you ever learned the Tennessee offense, but if he did, that's uh, three offenses he's learned in less than three years. <laughs> uh, the terminology must be making him go wacky, just trying to figure out uh, – what's what, but, uh, you know, once he gets all that down, it's, it'll be interesting to see how he can contribute to the running game. And uh, so I guess we're just in a wait-and-see mode. I, I think a lot of a lot of answers to some of the problems that we've been asking at the few practices we've been to over the past couple of weeks will maybe answered Saturday when the team has their first full scrimmage. And uh, – I think the coaches are anxious to see. They just put on pads the other day. And uh, Coach Rudd said last night that it looked like that they hadn't tackled in three months, which they hadn't. Uh, so it's almost like maybe maybe they're starting all over again right there. I don't know if that's a good sign or not. Uh, but I guess, I guess the coaches are as eager as anybody to see what happens in the full padded scrimmage this coming Saturday. And I think that's going to be at Scott Stadium. Uh, maybe they'll be able to provide more answers for us about all the positions and all the races after that. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965, with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's big-time steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat-screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. You know, Coach Rudd was asked... Uh... I guess it was last night about uh, the, the not tackling thing. Um, you know, that's something that gets asked every training camp. Uh, it, it's it's because it's it's obviously a huge part of the game, but also his answer was one that I, I kind of expect to hear. Um, you got to keep guys healthy too. Uh, you know, yeah. if guys are hurt uh, and they're not able to contribute in September, October, November, December, uh, it doesn't do a lot of good if they're if they're good at practicing, uh, good at tackling in August. So. There's a fine line to be walked there, uh, unfortunately, and um, uh, a real tough, a real tough, not just for EVA, but for any any college or, or NFL program, high school program this time of year to 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 you know use your guys right, get them the right kind of practice skill wise, but also keep them healthy. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'll go back to the the little things that Tony Elliott was talking about with his running backs, you know. You talked about Wayne Talapapa as a running back, strictly a guy carrying the ball in his hands after it being handed to him or pitched to him out of the backfield. You know, yeah, his his most his most uh, obvious contributions were on short yardage and in the uh, red zone. But you know, the little things he did were also so important. He was he was a really good, a really savvy blocking running back. Um, yeah, it was so important. You know, no matter what your offensive line situation is, but especially in, in, in Robert and I's offense where. You know, there's always so many guys in a pattern. 
um, you know, having a, a running back who can stay in and get the blocks uh, was important and also really good at catching the ball in the backfield. And, and those may be some issues he's talking about uh, helping delineate who will get the, you know, at least the start against Richmond and see who goes from there. You know, it, it's running backs do more than just run the ball. They've got to be able to do a lot of different things to be able to you know, be out there on the field. Yeah, pass protection is key, particularly in the former offense. I assume it'll be the same in this, but maybe not to that same degree. But, but yeah, uh, Wayne, Wayne Talapapa was really good at picking up uh, blitzes and trying to keep people off of Armstrong. And uh, that's something that uh, I guess any offensive-minded coach is going to demand from their running backs if they're going to get on the field. And I would imagine – We'll probably see two or three running backs at least against Richmond, uh, just to give them a taste and see see what they can do under fire. But uh, it's going to be interesting. And and speaking to that, it's going to be interesting to see how far they can bring the offensive line around uh, at that point. Uh, there's been some inconsistency in practices because some of the guys have been sick. Uh, I think Tony said the other night that they hadn't had two two or three consecutive practices with the same guys in there on the offensive line. So, uh, And that's what the offensive line is all about, Chris, is the chemistry and uh, knowing the guy beside of you on each side and knowing their roles, knowing your roles, being familiar with one another the cohesiveness and it's hard to build that when some guys are out for various reasons. And so uh, I imagine over the next week or two, the intensity and the uh, cohesiveness is going to be really under fire to see what these guys can do and, and how far they can come. Yeah. I don't want to say coach 2J's job has been easy the last couple of years, but he had a very veteran offensive line, both in 2020 and 2021, a lot of continuity there in that group. They'd been together for, it felt like forever. I mean, they, I think that line had been together more than a lot of NFL offensive lines in terms of the fact <laughs> they were there from, they were, were freshmen back when they were first recruited by this coaching staff, that coaching staff. And then to lose so much from last year. Yeah. You got a bunch of guys out there. Now you got some guys who were in-house uh, but just didn't get a lot of snaps. And then you've got some new guys, uh, whether they be some freshmen or transfers. And, yeah, I mean, you know, for, so from last year, last couple of years where, I mean, to, to some degree, Coach Chujay's uh, teaching from, you know, years ago, they were they were cohesive with each other, you know, and, and, and Chujay was just sort of, uh, you know, fine-tuning things. Now he's – He's back to square one, uh, and and that and, and yeah. So then, when you don't have guys in camp consistently, uh, <laughs> that's scary. Is what that is. It, it truly is. And um, we talked to John Paul Flores, the transfer, the other day, uh, and he said, you know, he, he's picked up things pretty well. Uh, you know, he's he's been around the block a little bit, being a graduate transfer and. Uh, he's he he played uh, left tackle and I guess it was at Dartmouth he came from, um, but he uh, so you know I, I think that has helped him move in various positions up and down the line um, in practice. I'm not sure where he's going to end up lining up, but uh, 
he seems to feel like that he has picked the system up well and that uh, the guys are very serious about trying to become a, a good run block offense. So uh, the spirit's there, just a matter of these guys getting healthy and staying, uh, staying together. One thing we haven't talked about yet on our podcast the last couple of weeks, the, the kicking game. Uh, there will be some, some new guys. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I saw that uh, a young man, uh, freshman, made a 48-yard pressure kick at the end of practice the other day. So talk about the, uh, the, the punting and kicking battles that are ongoing. Yeah, Tony said that uh, the kid, uh, Sparks, who transferred in from uh, – Trying to remember, there were so many transfers now. Florida, or no, Minnesota? Maybe was it Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah. He was the backup punter at Minnesota. Uh, transferred in, and uh, he's provided some uh, competition there at that position against uh, Brendan Farrell, um, who was here last year, and I guess backed up uh, Jacob Finn, the who was the guy from Florida, but he's gone now. Um, so uh, the punting game seems to be in, in decent shape in, in terms of the punter. Uh, place kicker, it looks like it's going to be a battle between uh, Dunkel, who I'm not sure is healthy at the moment, and um, Will Betridge, the true freshman that came in from Miami that you mentioned, who had really big uh, credentials from some of the kicking camps. And... Um, Apparently, uh, the other night, uh, and again, this wasn't with pads on. This wasn't with uh, a full rush in his face. It was just all of a sudden at the end of practice, they said, okay, pressure field goal. We need this to win. Uh, put it down, snap it. It was from 40, uh, 48 yards. And um, I guess people were yelling and screaming and trying to distract him. Uh, like they did Danny Noonan in Animal House. I mean, uh, uh, not Animal House. Oh, uh, yeah, Caddyshack. Yes, Caddyshack. And uh, I, I, I still do that at the TV every time I'm trying to jinx somebody. That's that's <laughs> forty years. Bill Noonan. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they were screaming at him, trying to distract him, and uh, he nailed it. Um, so that's a pretty good sign if you're a true freshman and did it under any circumstances. I guess we'll see when the bullets start flying and. There, uh, he's got a kick rush coming to get in his face, but uh, it was good indication that uh, the kid has uh, has some brass and is ready to go. But uh, so it looks like from that aspect, the the kicking game is okay. Um, we know there were some special team disasters last year in terms of uh, punt defense, kick uh, kick return defense. Um, that sort of thing. So uh, I'm sure they're busy trying to correct some of those errors to where there won't be massive breakdowns that will cost them games like that happened a couple times last year, particularly late in the season. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer personally fit art supports. They helped me so much, I ran my first marathon that year. Then, because I believed in the Good Feet system so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Goodfeet store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com.
So Saturday scrimmage, Sunday is meet the team and movie day. So a uh, big weekend for UVA football in that respect. Uh, uh, Sunday at Scott Stadium, four o'clock activities begin with uh, movie day starting at 530 uh, with a movie being played on, on the Who Vision. And I know fans, I mean, I, I know quite a few folks who make it out to that every year uh, to be able to get autographs and pictures and things like that. Um, that that's a fun time for the fans to make, and, and I'm sure fun for the kids too, the, the players uh, to and, and the new coaching staff this year uh, to be able to make connections with with UVA fans. But Saturday is going to be a big day for the coaches. They're they're evaluating. That's that's they're going to have their uh, pens and, and pads and, and writing some stuff down there, watching watching closely to see who kind of you know steps forward, especially like you mentioned, running back. I mean, I think the offensive line, the, the defense, and including the secondary. A lot, lot of jobs up for grabs there. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I don't know that this will settle all those situations, but it'll at least give them some indication and some uh, footage to evaluate um, and try to figure out, you know, who, who can do it, who can't, uh, who might be on the verge of breaking through, that sort of thing. So uh, it should be fun. And uh, I have a couple of cool stories coming up, uh, one on the – the defense from uh, Chris Slade's perspective um, and also uh, Coach Red, uh, Red Rudzinski, um, giving his uh, thoughts. And I had a great interview with Billy Kemp the other night, one of my favorite guys uh, on this team who won't back down from anything. And he's, he's uh, looking good in practice after uh, – getting really banged up late in the season last year. He played hurt and then really got hurt at the end. But he's all uh, healed up now, it looks like. And uh, I think people will enjoy reading about uh, him and his thoughts on football and, and what's made him so tough and resilient all these years. So uh, if you're ready, let's we maybe change the, the topic to basketball. Uh, the men's basketball team – I guess it's probably in Italy now. They had some issues getting out of uh, Dulles Airport last night with all the bad weather in the region, but I presume that they're they're uh, they're they're overseas now, and they'll be playing. Uh, they'll be overseas the next ten days, playing some games and, and practicing and seeing the world. Which uh, good for them to be able to do that. <laughs> good time of year to get away. Uh, and uh, on top of that, um, uh, lots of stuff still going on on the recruiting trail. Uh, some some guys that had narrowed their list to include Virginia have made announcements, and some other guys are adding Virginia to their list. Uh, what, what's the latest, Jerry? Where do you want to start with that? Yeah, I guess uh, we could go over the guys who uh, went elsewhere, and that was Jamie Kaiser, the sharpshooter from Northern Virginia, who uh, Maryland was on him early. Apparently, uh, Maryland, we didn't know this early, but Maryland was his dream school. He, he went to games there when he was growing up and it was always a dream of his to play for the Terps. Um, and he got his wish. So good luck to him. Um, Trey green, the uh, guard, um, thought Virginia had a shot at him, but, uh, he ended up going to Xavier, which surprised me out of all the schools on his list. But then again, uh, uh, Miller is the, uh, who the formerly the coach at, Arizona, and we know what happened out there, is the head coach at Xavier now. And uh, I don't know if I can ever look at uh, anybody that signs up with that guy and, and not wonder a little bit in the back of my head. And 
uh, I just wonder if people like that should even be in the college game. I, I don't, in in my opinion, they sh they shouldn't be allowed to coach college. I can't believe Xavier hired him back. I mean, that's 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 all I'll say there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, th those two are gone. Um, I think the the there's been you know been a lot more action. Um, Tony offered uh, a kid from the class of 2024 uh, from Warrington, Virginia. Um, six seven guard named Isaiah Abraham. He was offered August six by Tony. Plays for Paul the six, which developed uh, Trevor Keels into the player he is. Played one year at Duke and then on to the NBA. Um, Abraham is number sixty nine nationally by Rivals. Uh, number seventy three by two four seven. Uh, and number 55 by on three. Uh, he's the number four ranked player in the state by 247. And number 23, they claim a small forward. He insists he's a guard. So we'll see about that. Um, he thinks he, he thinks he's a, just a, a big guard. Um, he played well in the beach ball classic in South Carolina, Peach Jam. Uh, he's a guy who, a guard who can guard any position on the court, which I'm sure is one reason Virginia is attracted to him. Uh, he has a really good length, uh, versatility. He's a scoring threat. He can create his own shot off the dribble, and he can shoot from outside. So uh, this guy's stock is only going to rise. He's already been offered by Virginia Tech, UConn, Maryland, Marquette, Kansas State, Georgetown, and Wichita State, so I'm sure many more will be coming uh, his way, for sure. Um, one guy that I think Virginia still has a, a good shot at for the class of 23 is T.J. Power, who is four-star, 6'8", 2'10", small forward from uh, Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. Uh, he just narrowed his list eliminating a lot of schools. He narrowed it to five. It's Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, Iowa, and um, trying to remember the other. It might have been Kansas. No, I'm not sure. Um, Boston College I'm seeing on your – That's right, yeah, I mean, Boston yeah, College because yeah. they're nearby. So uh, he eliminated Notre Dame, Miami, Oklahoma, Penn State, uh, Marquette. Georgia Tech and, and some others. Um, so I guess, you know, it's going to be a battle between Virginia, Duke, and Carolina would be my guess. Uh, and it's a matter of whether Virginia convince him that can convince him that he's going to be better off developing here as opposed to Carolina or Duke. And it's going to be interesting to see how that develops. He's a, uh, he averaged uh, 18 points and nearly nine rebounds and four assists uh, in the uh, the games held in Indianapolis in April uh, last year in high school at uh, Wachester Academy. Averaged 13 points and eight rebounds a game. Led them to the state championship. So uh, you know he's a guy that to keep your eye on. Uh, I think he's probably going to announce 
sometime in the next month or so, uh, probably sometime in September would be my guess. Um, yeah, there's been a, a few guys that have visited at least recently. Um, uh, one guy that intrigues me, and, and I think they have maybe the best chance at, at getting this guy. And I was talking to uh, Doug Smith, fresh, uh, who played guard for Virginia for Jeff Jones back in the 90s, uh, who's from Jersey City, same town as um, Gertrude. And he knows Gertrude and the family well. Elijah Gertrude, he's combo guard, four-star. Uh, he said, that, Doug told me, he said, he's unlike any guard that's ever played at Virginia. And, and I'm anxious to see in, in what way, in what ways he's different than anybody else. Um, but Gertrude, he's 6'3", plays for Hudson Catholic in Jersey City. Uh, told Joe Tipton of On3 the other day that his final five is Virginia, Kansas, Seton Hall, St. John's, and Rutgers. And he has visited all those schools except Kansas. Uh, he eliminated Syracuse and Pitt, which uh, kind of was a surprise. But uh, he said all the schools that are still on his list have done a great job of recruiting him. He's the number nine overall prospect in the state of New Jersey. And uh, he visited Virginia recently. So uh, I know Tony Bennett and Jason Wilford both saw him a couple of times over the summer. And it's going to be interesting to see how that progresses. I, I don't know that he has announced a, a date yet, but uh, I trust Doug Smith and what he says. If he says this guy is different than any guard Virginia's ever had, then It'll be interesting to see uh, what he can bring to the table. Um, I think there's a, there's a couple of kids um, that Virginia is also after. Um, I, I guess uh, the Purdue kid uh, decommitted, uh, Draven Gibbs Lawhorn. He's a six foot one, four star combo guard in the re Recruiting class of 23. Uh, plays out of Florida, the Monteverde Academy down there. Uh, a lot of people were shocked that he backed out of the Purdue commitment. Uh, he's ranked the number 12 combo guard in the country by 247. He's in pretty high demand. As soon as he backed out, Virginia, Gonzaga, and Texas were all over him. Uh, along with Villanova, Pitt, Louisville, Indiana, Wake Forest, NC State, Nebraska. Uh, and so Virginia was trying to find out what kind of playing style the kid liked, and apparently uh, it fits Virginia's style. And Virginia flat out asked him, he said, uh, do we have a chance of recruiting you? Um, you know, if you're trying to feel him out that, you know, we're not going to waste time on you if, you, if you're not interested in, if we don't have a chance. So, and uh, so uh, his answer to them was, uh, yes, you do. So uh, I'm sure they'll go after him. Um, there's another kid, uh, six seven Caleb Williams, who officially visited Virginia uh, recently. 
and uh, he's a prospect from the class of 24, six, seven, small forward from a Sidwell Friends School in D.C. Uh, he hasn't even been rated yet. He's kind of still new to the recruiting world. But uh, he was at Virginia last Thursday. Uh, he's also been offered by Michigan, Villanova, Indiana, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Maryland, and Penn State. And uh, he's just kind of uh, enjoying the recruiting process at the moment, trying to figure out uh, what what might interest him down the road. He, he's a versatile guard wing. Um he can score the ball. Um, he can make plays for his teammates. He can rebound. He takes charges. Does plays good defense. So uh, somebody keep uh, your eyes on for the future. But uh, even though the Wahoos are in Italy, getting ready to build some chemistry over there and see the sights, they're still working hard on the recruiting trail. Uh, they'll probably do it, I guess, by Zoom or something over there, just to try to. Uh, UVA Orthopedics and Sports Medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country, and they're right here in Charlottesville to not only provide care for the University of Virginia athletic teams, but also the Charlottesville and Central Virginia communities. UVA Orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show for the past two years, with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. Show these kids, hey, you could go on a trip to Italy or somewhere with us uh, when you come here too. A lot of size athleticism when you see the list. And as, by the way, for the listeners out there, if, if you're already not familiar with this, on the, on the jradcliffe.com website, uh, one of these recruiting stories, uh, great graphics to help update where things stand. Um, committed, offered both for the 2023 and 2024 classes. So it's just really easy, handy way to keep up with things. But uh, with Blake Buchanan, the the kid who from Idaho who chose between Virginia and Gonzaga, came to decided to come to Virginia. After him, you know, he he's he's the big in this group. Uh, a lot of combo guards, uh, uh, shooting guards. I see one just you know. Basically, a couple power forwards, but mostly mostly guys uh, who can play any of the three backward positions. I know, you know, there's still technically the, you know, Virginia has a three position like everybody else does at small forward. But the way the offense works anyway, you know, they're running off screen so much. They're basically a second shooting guard. And so, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of, you know, a lot of size athleticism uh, at those positions. And, uh, you know. Tony, Tony definitely kind of letting you know what he's thinking about the future of, of, of Virginia basketball what, by the kind of guys he's recruiting. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a shout-out to my son, Scott, for um, putting together that chart, recruiting chart. Uh, been a lot of nice comments from uh, people who've read that. Thank you. Uh, it's his idea, and he put it together, and it's, it was a great idea. It's a good way to keep track of so many kids that they're after out there and, and what, where they are in their process. But um, you're right about that. And, you know, should they get TJ power that would uh, fill a need in the front court? Uh, that guy is multi-talented. 
And uh, so it's a good way for you to keep up with that. And uh, Scott will be doing some writing for us this fall, as he has some in the past. And uh, we have another fellow, a freelancer, who has covered uh, college football and basketball and um, pro football and, and actually uh, NBA and NHL. Uh, Ken Cross, who uh, – and moved in Charlottesville from Florida. Uh, I don't, don't know that he's staying here forever, but he's here for now, and he's helping us out with some stories. So uh, if you see his byline, um, he also uh, had a really uh, popular podcast that he's trying to uh, gear up again called College Basketball Watch, I believe, and he had a lot of the coaches, head coaches from around the nation on his show. So um I think he's trying to get that geared up again uh, on another website, his own website. But uh, if you run across his byline, he, 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 now he won't be a stranger to you. But uh, we'll have a lot of stuff, uh, football, basketball, and all the Olympic sports updates. Uh, they're underway now as well with golf and soccer, et cetera, coming your way. So, uh We'll be loading. We'll be loading you down with the Wahoo news from here on out. That's right. That's right. Well, as we're getting ready to wrap up here, Jerry, let's throw one more shout out to the sponsors who make it possible for us to do these uh, shows every week. Yes, please go see them and thank them if you see any of their employees. Uh, the Good Feet Store at Stonefield, Ragged Mountain Running Shop down on the corner, UVA Orthopedics in their new. Uh, incredible headquarters out on Ivy Road. And if you want to know more about that, check out Dr. David D. Duck's uh, personal tour of that facility and another podcast on this site. It's easy to find under podcasts. And also the Aberdeen Barn, man. You can't get a better meal. So if you're uh, a Wahoo in town visiting or whatever, haven't been to the barn in a while or never been to the barn, I highly recommend it, and uh, please go by and tell them that you heard about it on jerryratcliffe.com. Just uh, thank them for their support of us and our podcast. Oh, yeah. It's a great steak, and uh, you'll feel like you walked into a, a, a Virginia Sports Hall of Fame of sorts when you go to yeah. Aberdeen Barn. <laughs> yeah, if you get a chance, if it's not too crowded, go around and look at the pictures on the wall. There's some great history in hanging on those walls in there a lot of good a lot of things have if not happened in there have been said in there by some people <laughs> that you've you've emulated over the years uh out there if you're a uva fan listening in so uh Absolutely. yeah it's, it's it's a trip down memory lane uh in addition to just great great food well jerry as always thank you for uh your time and insight this is your show and i thank you for letting me be part of it for the listeners out there thank you for listening everyone have a great day